Hey y'all, I'm your host, Jaquela Lynn, aka Coach Quay, the productivity coach and your motivational queen. And this is the Productive Mompreneur Show. This podcast is for mompreneurs who want tips to be more productive in their family life and their business. Because God so freely gave these tools to me, I will give you everything you need. Do you need motivation? Motivation. And where should you go? Coach Quay. Maybe you might need some stimulation. Stimulation. Who got that? Coach Quay. Coupled with some determination. Determination. You already know. Coach Quay. And given that supernatural inspiration. Inspiration. Oh, yeah. Coach Quay. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the Productive Mompreneur Show. I'm your host, Jaquela Lynn. Let's dive right in. So last week, we talked about going all in and that even when, you know, it's hard, even when you don't want to do something, when you give it your all, you can find success and you win no matter what. And so I wanted to talk about that from a different standpoint because I know you guys are probably tired of hearing my mouth. So I wanted to bring someone else on here who went all in when they saw some different issues that needed a solution. And this mom, she's the founder of DM Consulting LLC, and it's a firm dedicated to making the world better by helping women entrepreneurs. And that's who we talk to all day long, right? So ladies, so let's welcome Dawn Marcotte to the Productive Mompreneur Show. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. This is great. I'm so excited. I am excited as well. Thank you so much for being here. When I started reading your bio, I said, oh my gosh, I really like her. (laughs) We have a lot in common and we don't even know each other. So that's such a joy that it's women entrepreneurs just like us all over the country who are just spreading love to help other women entrepreneurs. And, you know, my favorite word is mompreneurs because us moms, we're out here doing amazing things, showing other mothers that they can be more than just a mom. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be here, like I said. So I am the mom of two children, uh, two girls, and mine are a little bit older now. I am suffering through the teenage years and the young adult years. So you probably have some listeners who maybe have survived that. Um, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we're (laughs) not quite there. And I am also a freelance writer. I just, I love putting words together to help teach people just off across a broad variety of topics. I love to learn and share what I learn in books and online and things like that. So I've been a freelance writer as a side gig for, oh, 10 plus years or so. Um, And then in 2020, as with many other people, I got laid off due to COVID. So I decided to try and take that side gig full time and see what I could do. And what I discovered in being online for all of those years and then just kind of jumping, like you said, all in in 2020 was there were a lot of misconceptions and it really bothered me that I was seeing all of these other people who thought, hey, I'll jump online and see if I can make some money. Mm. And they run into these expectations and then they give up. And I thought, no, 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 don't give up. You can do this. Right. And and so that was my most recent book is to help new entrepreneurs understand the reality of what it is to be online and to, give them some hope and some, some 
ideas of things they can try and just really reach out to people and say, no, you can do this. Whether it's a side gig or full-time, you can make it work. Awesome. And let's let our listeners know, what is the name of that book that you're talking about? Of course, it's Success Guaranteed, Nine Lies Online Entrepreneurs Need to Know. Awesome. And it's available on Amazon. And we'll put the link. Everything else in the universe, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll definitely drop the link in the uh, notes after the show. Thank you. So you mentioned something that I heard you say, your most recent book. So how yeah. many books have you written? So I have over the years written somewhere in the neighborhood of about 16 or 17 books. So I've written a lot of books. That's Most of them you cannot get anymore because they are old enough that I kind of look back and said, oh my gosh, everybody's done this way better than what I did. Because I started in the parenting space when my kids were little. Mm -hmm. My very first book was all about activities to keep kids busy without them being in front of a screen. Now, this is long enough ago that that was just television and computers. Right. I didn't even have to deal with smartphones yet, but oh at gosh. the time, you know, the internet was new and there weren't a lot of people in that space. And so right. I did really well with that parenting book. And I wrote a lot in that theme. I wrote books about science experiments and games kids can play and, and art activities and just all kinds of stuff. But over the years, a lot of people have done it way better than me. So I just pulled most of those off because, you know, I don't want to embarrass myself, basically. Well, I, I understand that. I also think that there is a time and a season for everything, though. Mm -hmm. So your books serve the purpose at that time and season. Because right now, if you told me to keep my kids off of screen time, it's like <laughs> talking to the wall. Yep. There are cell phones and tablets and computers and smart TVs. And I can't take it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, don't you guys want to play shoots and ladders with mommy or Uno? And they're like, we could play that online. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so glad that I missed that whole thing with my kids because I, I don't know what I would have done. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and, you know, I've written other things. You know, you reach a certain age as a woman and it's a little more difficult to lose weight. So I did a book about how to lose weight as a working mom. And another book I did was around Facebook groups because in business, that was really popular for a while for right. new to create a Facebook group. So it's kind of follows a pattern where I see a need or it's something that I'm really interested in or something that I've struggled with myself. I kind of do the research, I write a book, and then I put it out there in an effort to help other people with whatever that particular issue is. I love that. And that's what I love so much about mompreneurs because we have the ability to see something through. As moms, we have we don't get the opportunity to just say, you know what, forget it, I'm done. <laughs> and so we take that same mentality when we see a problem and we solve it with the mom mentality because we can't just say, forget it, I'm done. We're like, you know what, this needs to be done. People need to learn how to do this. And that's exactly what you did. You did it in book form, you did it in group form and you made it possible for other women and other moms to successfully get things done. So thank you exactly. for that. That's the whole goal. Yep. There's been tons of studies done out there that show that when women are doing better, we lift up our community. We lift Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Right. So when you help women, you're helping the world and 
So I'm saving the world one entrepreneur at a time. I love it. <laughs> saving the world one entrepreneur at a time. And so with that, she is, she's got some cool things about her. So when I was reading Dawn's bio, I love that she's an author, a speaker, a mom. Those were, you know, two of the things that I asked. I asked two requirements to be on my podcast, <laughs> be a mom and be an entrepreneur. And so Dawn got those. But what piqued my interest is that she's a marathon runner. Yep. And I said, I tried to run a marathon one time and I, I had to train for it because I know that in order to run a marathon, you have to train. And I started the training process and I had a trainer. He was, I think he was like 90 something years old, right? Wow. Yeah. So we met at the park. This is when I lived back in Ohio. He and I met at this park in the woods and another lady, cause I wasn't going to just meet some random man. Right. 90, 91 or not, I wasn't about to meet some random <laughs> man in the woods, right? So, right, right, right. so this girlfriend of I, she said, I want you to meet my trainer. And I said, okay, let's meet him. So we get there and I see this old man. And this is called judging a book by its cover. Because I see this old man and he looks like he could like just pass out at any moment. And I'm like, this is your trainer? She's like, yes. And he says, I have one rule and one rule only. And I'm like, all okay. right, give me the rule. Now, first of all, I expected many rules, but he had one rule. And his one rule was don't stop running. Okay. And I said, oh, that's easy. This is only four miles. I can kill that, you know. So we start running. Remind you, I hadn't run at this point in years. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, but I can do this. And we start running. And we get to the first mile and I said, okay, I've made it a mile. We're good. We get to the second mile and I'm, I'm winded at this point, but I'm still young. I'm in my early twenties. So I'm still okay. young. I can do this. Right. And I'm, I hit that second mile and I'm exhausted, but I remember what he said. Don't stop running, but I started to slow down uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I wanted to give up. And I wanted to say, forget it. But where I was, I had no choice but to finish because I was halfway through and there was nowhere to turn around. So I finished it and I turned in my information for the marathon. I turned it back in and I asked for a refund. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that reminds me of me too, because the first couple of times that I ran, when I was training for my first marathon, it's hard. It is. Think about, and that's why to this day, when I'm training for a marathon, I only run outside because it's exactly like you said, if I run eight miles out, yeah. I have to run eight miles back. I can't just hop off the treadmill and be done. Exactly. If I'm training on a treadmill, three miles in, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll worry about it tomorrow. I'm yeah. done. I'm bored, whatever. So yeah, that's one of the reasons I always run outside. Yeah. So I did that. And so I'm excited because Dawn, you can tell people a little bit about how running marathons helped you in business. Can you share that with our listeners? I sure can. There's a the number of things about running a marathon that has really helped me in my business endeavors. So one of the biggest things is never give up. I've run, I've run 12 marathons. I have a goal to run one in every state in the United States. 
And somewhere in the middle of every single marathon, there's a mile where I just don't want to anymore. I am done. I can't believe I signed up. I can't believe I paid people to let me do this, right? I'm just, <laughs> I, I, oh, I can't believe I'm this crazy. But by the end of the race, I'm all excited again. Look, I did this. It's great. You know, I, I'm tired, but I'm so excited. This was fabulous. That feeling of accomplishment. So I know time I run a marathon, there's going to be that mile somewhere in the middle where it's hard. And the same holds true in business. There are good days and there are bad days. Don't give up just because you're having a bad day or a bad week or bad month. Keep going forward. Eventually you get to a point again where you have that sense of accomplishment. Something good has happened that never would have happened if you had stopped back at mile 20 or mile 15 or whatever it was. So that's one of the most important things I learned. And I love, let me piggyback on that. I love what you said, because in business, like you just said, if you would have given up, you wouldn't get where you are. And even when I ran those four miles, it was only four miles. If I wouldn't have finished, there would have been that sense of what if, and we don't, we don't want that. So you're speaking to me right now. You got me ready to train for a marathon again. Go ahead. We we want to hear some more. Well, because that's the other thing. So when you're training, you know, you tried to to hook up with one trainer who had a very specific style of running and that's fine. And there are tons of experts out there who are more than happy to tell you how you should be doing things. Same thing in business. Guess what? You don't have to listen to them. Just because they say they're an expert or somebody else says they're an expert doesn't mean that that method is going to work for you. So like you, I worked at the trainer. He happened to be my brother the first time I ran a marathon and he was the same way. Don't stop running. You got to keep running. You got to keep running. Don't stop. And that just doesn't work very well for me. And when I was running an actual marathon, the pacer, the person that that makes sure you know how fast you're running, um, did something different. She ran for 10 minutes and walked for a minute and ran for 10 minutes and walked, right? So I tried it because she's the pacer. I need to keep up with her to finish the race in the time that I wanted. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. I have run that way ever since because it worked for me. Running the other way, which 90% of the world probably runs the other way, just didn't work for me. So understanding that just because somebody says you should do this or you should do this in a certain way, doesn't mean I actually have to do that. Don't be afraid to tweak things, to change things until they actually work for you. And so with that, one of the things I love that you mentioned is it's important to find a coach that works for you. And we'll find coaches in business. I myself have had many coaches. I'm a productivity and wellness coach, but I also have coaches. That's something that I would love for you to share with our mompreneurs, because I know as a mompreneur, many coaches have approached me. I have been praying like, Lord, I need to figure out how to do A, B, C, and D. And then all of a sudden, this is how we know Google is always listening. I will get all of these ads on Facebook, on Instagram, and my email, on wherever I am. I will get ad after ad for some type of coach offering exactly what I just prayed for. And I'm like, okay, God, 
clearly you hear me, but you had to throw 15 options at me. So, <laughs> so I found myself interviewing coaches and each one of them would have like something that spoke to me, something that was right. Good. But they were never the coach for me until I found that one that I didn't care how many zeros were was on the end of their coaching program. I'm like, I'm writing it. So I have several coaches, but what's your tips for other mompreneurs? Because they probably are home. They're Mm -hmm. working from home. They're probably, like you said, trying to create a solution to a problem that they found and they need a little help. What do you suggest for them on how to find the right coach? Well, and I think about it as if, if you have a pediatrician for your kids who retires or moves away and you have to find a new doctor, what kind of a process are you going to go through? Who are you going to trust? Because to me, it's that almost that same level of importance. Hands down, the best investments I've ever made are the coaches that I've gotten for my business. And so I really like to emphasize, number one, interact with them not in their coaching program. So if they have a Facebook group or an Instagram feed or something like that, make sure that you interact with them. See what kind of personality they have. Is that something that resonates with you? Is it something that you're comfortable working with? I know a lot of coaches, uh, particularly business coaches, will have free seminars or webinars or things like that where they're going to teach you something. So attend one or two of those and just see what they do and how they do it. And if you think they are the person that can help you with your specific problem, get on a discovery call with them and talk to them. But make sure that you're asking questions of them and listening to how they respond. I think the most successful coaches are the ones that when they're speaking, it's like they're in our head. They know exactly what we're thinking and what we need and how to help us. Mm -hmm. Those are the coaches that you want. Keeping in mind that any coach that you hire is not going to be your coach for your whole life. This is a person that you're looking to help you with a specific thing, whether it's for me, it was helping with sales funnels. Um, I had another coach that helped me write my book, my book coach. So a very specific and defined thing. And they were fantastic at it. But the thing about the lady that helped me with my sales funnels, she also helped me with a lot of other stuff that I didn't even know to ask about, but she knew was important. And so that's the other thing that I think is phenomenal about coaches when you have one is there's so much more that they can offer than just that one thing that you're hiring them for. So yeah, I I strongly suggest go through a vetting process and make sure you really understand what you're going to get out of it and make sure you understand what if it doesn't work out, then what happens? Is there a refund policy or not? My first coach, no refund, no matter what. But I was okay with that because I was so comfortable with her and she really resonated with me. Good, good. Okay. That's good. So interact outside of the coaching. So join their groups, take their free courses and jump on a discovery call and make sure you ask questions. Those are really great tips. And I wish someone had told me those tips before (laughs) I started because I found myself investing and investing and investing in myself and in my business. And I spent thousands upon thousands of dollars only to realize that, you know, the coach that I had signed up with at that particular time 
she was really good with her words, but she really had no idea what she was doing. Um, and unfortunately she passed that to me. And so here I am trying to create what she's teaching and she didn't have the follow through that I needed, but no one told me, ask these questions. Did mm-hmm. you see some of their success stories? You know, like my current coach, she gives you success story after success story and she tags these people if they allow her to. So they're approachable and I can reach out to them and I can say, how was it working with so-and-so? And, And, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll tell me, you know, but when you have a coach that has no track record, no, no nothing for you to reach out and touch somebody and ask them how was working with this person. I'm going to tell y'all that is a red flag. (laughs) Um, Yes, it is. (laughs) Well, and that's one of the things I talk about in my book is to ask for not just testimonials, but I want to talk to the three people that you've worked with. Give me their emails or, or you know, whatever. Now, granted, a lot of people aren't comfortable sharing that information, but just ask the question because if they can't at least come up with some names, there may be an issue there. Right. Right. I totally agree. So outside of all these amazing things that you do, because you're a coach. <laughs> You are, you're consulting people. You're helping these women entrepreneurs to be the most amazing versions of themselves. And I thank you for that because we can't do this by ourselves. I can't change the world by myself. You can't change the world by yourself. But when we have amazing women like us who step up and do our part, like you said, we are changing the world. One woman entrepreneur at a time. Yes, we are. (laughs) It sprinkles down to their kids because when women are doing great, we do great with our kids. We do great with our husbands. Recently, my husband, he just, he just blossomed. He's doing more now, but I think that's because I'm well, I'm balanced. I'm productive. Our Mm -hmm. kids are happy. And as our provider, he has a sense of, I can, I can breathe a little bit and, and breathing. He's been doing things that are exciting for him. So he flew a plane. Nice. <laughs> he says, nice. my pilot license. And he started the process last week. So I want to hear about some of the things you do outside of being an awesome mom and <laughs> being an entrepreneur. What things kind of outside of running as well? What things kind of get you going? What are you excited about? What do you like to do? Well, I I do have kind of a daily routine. So the thing about being an entrepreneur is I don't actually work a five-day work week. None of us as moms work five days, right? We're always mom. Um, So every day starts with prayer. That's just part of who I am. I have a daily devotional, little prayer journals and things like that. So I spend, you know, half hour or so just getting right with God. And then leap into usually something a little more active, Um, especially in the summer when it gets really hot. I'm going to get out and do my outside, whether it's weeding in the garden, things like that, um, in the morning before it gets hot. I happen to be what's called a kinesthetic learner. I need movement to get my brain moving. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm just kind of stuck in a rut. So that's why movement and getting up and doing things in the morning is really important to kickstart my day. But once I've done that, you know, then then there's some work, obviously, during the day. But I also take breaks. Um, I have a process where I'll work for 45 minutes and take a 15-minute break. 
so that I can relax and step away. That self-care is so important Absolutely. for everyone, especially a mom. And you, you just, you have to take some time for yourself. So I do enjoy reading. I'm very outdoorsy. So like I said, I've got, we've got gardens. Um, I'll go for a walk, things like that. I love to swim, just get out in nature. The one of the things that I love about our yard is we have a pollinator garden. So we got the butterflies and the bees and the whole nine yards. So sometimes I'll just go sit on the porch with a, with a cup of tea and just watch and take a breath and take a beat and relax a little bit so that I can reset and get back into whatever tasks I have for the day, whether it's mom tasks or business tasks. Because even though my kids are older, I do still have a few mom tasks left to complete every day. Absolutely. So. I love all of that. And it sounds like you kind of work how you run. <laughs> you yeah. Work for 45 minutes and take a break for 15 minutes. Exactly. And I'm all about routine. I love routine. I literally just posted an article for the morning laziness uh, magazine where I'm oh. talking about my nighttime routine. So okay. I believe routine is so important. And I love that you have a routine that you're incorporating self-care. Like you are what I believe a productive mompreneur, <laughs> you know, like I say that and we giggle a little bit, but that's what I look for. When I talk to women who are bosses and moms, and some of us are wives, you know, we're taking all of these different titles. We're putting them on top of our head, but we're not forgetting who we are in the midst of all of that. And I love that you said you start your day with prayer. If you've heard some of my beginning podcast episodes, I start every day with 24 minutes of prayer. Mm -hmm. 24 hours so I want to get a minute of prayer for every single hour to start my day oh I like that and and thank you and then I pray you know a little bit more every once and you know ever so often throughout the day I like to make sure that I'm yep. staying prayed up but you said some key things and I love that you said you reset you take a moment to reset and I believe that is so important to be able to reset. A lot of us go, 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 go until we burn out. Exactly. So you seem to have figured out the system because <laughs> if you don't take a moment to reset, take care of yourself and really plan for the next phase of whatever it is you're going to do, you burn out. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the moms who burn out because they've got all the distractions and all the interruptions and all the titles. Like what is your advice for that mompreneur? Oh, I have, I've been there. I have, and we all have, I'm sure. But yeah, I, I actually, one of my children is special needs. She's autistic. So when she was younger, it was just crazy trying to keep up with everything. And I learned the hard way that you have to set your priorities and stick with them. So when I say that, one of the things that is not a priority for me and has never been a priority for me is the clean house. The only time my house is clean is when my mother-in-law is coming to visit. So, and then the whole family gets on it. Grandma's coming, everybody, let's go, right? I, but because I don't worry about, unlike my mother who had a good housekeeping cleanly, it, it, you could eat off the garage floor at my mother's house. Wow. Um, 
but because I didn't worry about that, that meant I could do what I wanted to do, which was spend time playing with my kids or doing those kinds of things. So really understanding your priorities and having the courage to live them. Because let's face it, if somebody else comes to my house and walks in, I know, or well, I can't say I know, but in my head, they're judging me. And I'm just, I don't care. It's not important. My bigger yes is to my family and my children. And I'm okay with that. So it can take a while to get there, but that's my advice is figure out what your true priorities really are, own it and live it. You know, I love that. So one of my favorite scriptures is Habakkuk 2.2, write the vision, make it plain so that those who read it can run with it. And that's what I heard as you were saying that, because your vision is not so much a clean house or whatever else is not at the top of your priority list. Your vision was you having time to spend with your kids. I'm all about making a plan. So seeing the vision and then Mm -hmm. sticking to it. And if you all want to buy that poster, I'll put the link there too. You can post (laughs) it up in your house, make a plan and stick to it as a constant reminder to stick to your plan, stick to your routine, know what your priorities are. Exactly. A lot of moms do not have a priority list. They just Mm -mm. do stuff. And I say stuff because some of the stuff is unnecessary. I clean my house every night, but I don't do it alone. My kids clean, my husband clean. We all do it together because it's a family affair. We dirty this house together. We're going to clean this house together. And that's our routine. After dinner, we clean up. Somebody's Mm -hmm. cleaning the stove while somebody's cleaning the dishes. And another somebody is wiping the table while my oldest son is sweeping the floor and the baby is straightening up the pillows and doing things like we all do it together. Sure. He is not exempt. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But we know what our priority is for me. I like to wake up and work out and pray and everything in a clean space. And so I, I need my house to be clean when I go to bed. But I don't walk around cleaning up all day. My husband does, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> for him, everything has to be neat and tidy. So, you know, when they say opposite to track, we are totally yeah. opposite. I'm like, but that's okay because he's doing the one cleaning. He's not the yeah. one that's expecting it and looking at you to do the cleaning. When he looks at me, I pick the phone up and I call our housekeepers, like, hey, we're we're ready. Like <laughs> I love this. I'm excited just talking to you because you've shown our our listeners that you can be a mom. I applaud you for being a mom and pushing through and being a business owner with a daughter who is autistic. I have a lot of friends who have autistic children and I've heard the, be- the, the worst of it and I've heard the best of it, you know, mm-hmm. and I love the ones that don't woe is me. I can't do anything. My life is over, but you found a way to spend time with your kids, to continue pressing forward and to continue empowering other women. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So Don, before we end this, this broadcast, what is one piece of advice that you want our, our listeners to take away if they don't take anything else from this? I think my favorite quote is what I want to share with you. And I can't remember who said this, but it is the elevator to success is out of order. You have to take the stairs one step at a time. 
And that's true in business and that's true in life. You can't, I mean, there are no shortcuts. You have to get there one step at a time. Wow. Now that, if y'all didn't catch that, I need you to rewind and listen again because that was good. That was so good. And I love that because Dawn, one of the things she likes to do is share practical business advice. That was as practical as it gets because we always are trying to take the fast way to success, some get rich quick scheme or whatever. And then we fail hard on our faces. But if you are taking the steps one step at a time, you will get to success. You might be tired. Your legs (laughs) might burn depending on how many stairs there are, (laughs) but you're going to get there. So is there a way that our listeners can connect with you, Dawn? Of course you can connect with me either on LinkedIn, uh, just Dawn Marcotte is my profile or on Facebook. I have a group called women coaches and consultants growing our business. Awesome. So you've heard from Dawn Marcotte. I got it right. Yes, you did. (laughs) She is going to help you all to really just get your business together, have some support, have just some community. That's what we're all about. We want to make sure that there is community, that there is someone there to support you on this journey. So between Dawn's group, and of course, you're always welcome to join my group more than just a mom. We're going to get y'all together. We're going to help you to be the most amazing version of yourself that God created you to be. Don, I thank you so much for joining us. I thank you for all of this wisdom that you poured out. I just, I really appreciate you and I'm excited to see where our relationship goes from here. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoy these conversations. Well, you all have heard from Don and you got your girl Jaquela Lynn here. Thank you so much for putting us on your to-do list. Now go do something productive and we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the Productive Mompreneur Show. If you enjoyed today's episode and found value in it, it would mean a lot to me if you share your biggest takeaway in your Instagram stories and tag at Jaquela Lynn. That'll help me help you through these podcast episodes. And while we're helping people, you can take one minute to rate, review, subscribe, and share with other people who you think might enjoy this. To learn how to work with me directly or get access to my tips, freebies, and trainings, be sure to head over to JaquelaLynn.com. Put slash community if you want to join my Facebook community. I'm Jaquela Lynn. Thanks for adding me to your to-do list. Now go do something productive. You already know. Good way.